I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here, everything is faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, everyone. It's a fantastic new episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Thanks for tuning in in part five of our time travel extravaganza, where myself, Storm Duper, IG69, T. Barantor, and today our special guest, Nick Skywalker from Loose Cannon, gets sent back in time to watch Attack of the Clones for the very first time. My name is Storm Duper, and we have our fantastic co-host with us here in the studio. We have a habit here of uh, welcoming our new hosts with a pie in the face. So, uh, Nick, uh, what flavor of pie would you prefer? Banana cream, of course. All right, here you go, Mick. Enjoy. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, Nick, are you happy to um, be here with us? wiping it off my face with my tongue like they do in cartoons. There you go. Yeah. We're happy yep. to have you. I'm happy to be here, folks. Uh, thanks for the invite. Uh, it's nice and warm here. Uh, feels good in the studios. Don't get comfortable. I hope he's not coming for my job because I need this job. I need it bad. Well, that's if true. IG didn't automate your job already, I think you're safe. That's true. Actually, the Russian trolls automated all the jobs, so I'm not taking all the credit. Well, IG, we're, we're happy to have you with us. Um, did you get to watch the new Mandalorian trailer? Sure. <laughs> well, uh, He didn't well, watch it. <laughs> I totally, totally did. I don't know why you would question that I might skip a trailer. Well, your cousin is in it, IG, and uh, for our listeners out there, we are going to release a special uh, Mandalorian Trailer 2 review specifically for Patreons. So if you're not a Patreon, get on that. Crazy Randy here from Crazy Randy's Window Emporium. You looking to replace some windows? Boy, do I have a window for you. We got all sorts of windows. We got apartment windows. We got Starship windows. We got windows for your hover bus that looks like a camper for some reason. You a political type? We got windows to put at the bottom of your senatorial pod so you can watch all of the exciting trade-related dialogue happen in real life. You a lonely bounty hunter that just sold his seed to some weird-ass cloners? No problem. We got windows for your tiny apartment so you can watch it rain outside all the time, alongside your cloned fail son who won't amount to anything in life. Vacationing in space Italy with your jailbait bodyguard? We'll seal in your dining room so you can cut your hovering fruit in peace. Did you get mostly written out of the next movie because of fan backlash? Wisa got the window for you, movie bomb bad senator. Come on, you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Don't settle for some droids to just come out of nowhere and replace your windows. Call an expert, call Crazy Randy. Come out to our showroom today on level 1313 Coruscant or call me on the hollow at 555 Randy. Offer not valid on replacements related to failed assassination attempts or if a droid cut a perfect circle in the middle of it and then stayed to watch. Fully licensed and insured. Republic member number THX 1138. See showroom for details. I don't know about you guys, but Duper had himself a sensational Halloween. Same here. My Santa Claus outfit was a huge hit. Uh... What the hell is a Santa Claude? I'm disappointed in you, Teeb, as usual. Claude is a giant penis alien from Rise of Skywalker. Ah, the one who replaced Rose Tico on that poster. Yeah, I just put a Santa hat on top of my costume to become Santa Claude. That's disgusting and sacrilegious. You know that, right? Of course. But it's, a, it's, a, it's also kind of brilliant. Where can I get a Santa Claude outfit? Sorry, it was made from 40 pounds of slime, and that stuff doesn't last long. 
You can always just wear the giant penis on your chest. Easy there. This is a PG-13 show. I wasn't being literal, Teeb. I just meant you can order a Santa Claude t-shirt or a hoodie from our website. Isn't that right, announcer guy? That's right, Storm Duper. The exclusive Santa Claude design is available on hoodies, stickers, kids' tees, mugs, even pillows. Naughty or nice, it doesn't matter. Santa Claude will insult or offend anyone just the same. Visit https colon slash slash t dot co slash qmd it8fskr to get your giant alien penis gear in time for the holidays. Send your loved ones a Claude in a box today. When do we become so shilly? We've always been silly. You know what else is silly? Silly Putty by Crayola, the toy that's been putting smiles on faces for over 50 years. Stretch your imagination today with Silly Putty. Please don't be a salesman. Please don't be a salesman. Hey, everyone. It's Nick from Loose Cannon. Hi, guys. Am I early? No, no. You're right on time. Nick, boy, have I missed you. So glad you could make it. I love a good pumpkin chunkin'. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Your pumpkin is massive. I came to win, my dude. That monster is straight up GMO. Size matters, but so does your method of chucking. And our rig is pretty insane. To the battlefield, then. Where are we doing this? On the roof. But I don't think your pumpkin is going to fit in the elevator. Who the hell are they? Loose cannon superfans. They'll do whatever I ask them to. Check this out. Chop, chop, people. Get this pumpkin up on the roof right now. Yes, sir. Loose cannon, sir. See you upstairs, fakers. Time to issue a rallying cry to our super fans, too. Well, good thing our pumpkin is a lot smaller. Ugh, this deal is getting worse all the time. I'll call the elevator. Where's Nick and his loose cannon crew? Maybe they're setting up on the other side of the roof. Oh, wait, I see them. Uh, but why are they all hogtied? What's he saying? Teeb, take the tape off his mouth. Fine, but I get to use the trebuchet first when we start chunking pumpkins. Look out! Too late, boys! Herberts! Get him! Holy hell, it's old man Herbert! And he brought his brothers or something. Clones, they're clones! Loose lips sink ships, cannon boy! You're going with them now! We're outnumbered, there are just too many of them! String the three fakers up along with the old cannon boy! We're gonna chunk these punks! Good idea, Herb! Agreed, Herb! Herbert, please, you, you can't put us in the trebuchet. There are radio towers in every direction! Oh, that's the idea, Sonny! You left me over there in 1999, and now you're going to get what's coming to you. And just in case you somehow land safely, I'm tying one of my clones right to you. Ready, Herbert? Godspeed, Herbert. Thank you, Herbert. Okay, pull back on three. One, two, three. What did you guys get me mixed up in? Well, it's been great working with you, Nick. I won't live to see my Santa Claus shirt. Herbert, you monster! Let her rip! (laughs) Guys, lean to the left or right to control our flight. Shut up and take it like a man. Ah, go left! Watch the birds! (laughs) We're headed right for that radio tower! 
I love you guys. Weird, Weird how time, time slows down during these moments. moments. That's, That's it. it. Say, Say something, something awkward. awkward. I'm wearing underoos. Good, Good, it's working. working. We, we, we slow down, down a little bit. How, How about, um, I, I secretly, secretly love Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clone. We're, We're speeding, speeding up again. again. Are you lying? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. sorry. Ah! No! Witness three fakers, one loose cannon and a crazy old clone, hurling through the air at great velocity. What you are listening to is occurring 600 meters in the air, a terrible occurrence that makes one thing very clear. Man was simply not meant to be chunked like a pumpkin. Because you see, our foursome is about to be lost not only in terms of GPS and radar, but also in time. And time in this case will soon be the 16th of May 2002. Pray for them, for they are heading back to relive Attack of the Clones for the very first time. In a moment, we'll start collecting clues as to the whys, the whats, and the wheres. Bad romance, stilted dialogue, and the coarsest, roughest sand await as we journey into the heart of the Twilight Zone. We're alive! We're alive! Are you sure? Are we dreaming? No, because I'm usually naked in front of the class in my dreams. Plus, this guy's still with us. You lucky dogs. The radio tower somehow sent us back in time. It looks like we're in New York again. Oh, where, where? Oh, here, yeah, yeah. How do I answer this one? Oh, yes, it's uh, me, Herbert. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yes, Commander, I'm on it. What now, Herbert? Uh, Herbert of the future, oh, he said, he said if I want to get my fried chicken, we have to go to the Siegfeld Theater. It's, uh, just up the block. What's with all these nerds? You'll see. Whoa, they're all in line for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. The new Star Wars? And you've got tickets, Herbert? Yeah, and you boys have to go watch it. That's your punishment. Beats flying into a radio tower. Besides, we love Star Wars. Okay, so just wait over there by that cute little puppet doggy dog. Who are you guys supposed to be? Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Virgins? Grandpa, how does it feel having a chaperone four grown men into the nerd movie? Well, you see, we're, we're not related. We're, we're time travelers. And you chose here and now to travel to? How sneer are you? It's all part of my plan. All right, yes, the great master plan. For me to poop on. I am Black Wolf, the Dragon Master. Is this puppet hound bothering you? Why, yes, he is. He's nipping at my heels, and I'm just trying to get these guys into the movie. Stand aside and allow me to slay this foul-mouthed beast with my trusty staff. Uh, Why is there a Dragon Master here? Maybe he's a character in episode two. 
No, no, he is just a virgin from another franchise looking to pick up on lesser nerds. Steal yourself, evil hound. I will destroy you with the utmost aplomb. Is that a code for masturbate? Because a clitoris you can't locate. Yes, I'd estimate you're a candidate for me to defecate on. Quick, boys. Make for the box office. You want to buy some death sticks? No, thanks. But what else you got? Just kidding. Gotta go. Oh, we made it. I'm so hungry. Now, you guys go watch the movie and meet me out front afterwards. Sounds good, uh, but what's stopping us from just ditching you again? Herbert of the future will erase you. Erase you from existence. I see. Can we at least get money for popcorn and drinks? Of course. I'm not a complete monster. Thanks, Herbert. See you on the other side. Attack the clones, here we come. Guys, I I feel like I feel like the most beautiful woman in the world just agreed to marry me and then when she took her clothes off like there was nothing there. Like it she was just this black hole of doom. That was probably the worst movie I can remember seeing in my entire life. So you're admitting you're a misogynist right off the bat. <laughs> what do you mean? We all knew it. <laughs> uh, Padme is awesome in that movie. Were you watching the same movie I was watching? She obviously was the protagonist and she's just a complete badass this, and i mean she, Steve, she should basically be a jedi to me we're we're gonna have to somehow find a way to murder herbert i just don't have the emotional stability to do this i keep getting triggered and it's bringing me down man who's gonna pay for my mental health counseling you I, i'm sorry guys we can't really murder herbert the problem is uh he's an army of clones so you know they just make more but he is delicious. So I think this movie, the way this movie made me feel, can be summed up in the way that Anakin just gently strokes Padme's back with his knuckle and and then somehow turns that into a kiss without causing your entire body to shudder with absolute disgust. Because that, that movie gently brushed me on the back with its knuckle and, oh. and I do not it consent. It gave you the bad touch. Yes. Yeah, I, I That's the thing. Nick, you're right. There there were some moments like it felt like Star Wars so many times, but it felt like Star Wars that was like putting like roofies into your drink and was about to get weird and rapey or something. Yeah, it's like if um somebody who was really bad at writing dialogue put a roofie in my drink. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with the man. Like Tatib you liked the movie. Like, what were you thinking when it started off, like, with that scene on the landing platform and Corday getting blown to smithereens? I, I I was terrified. I thought that Padme was blown up. I'm like, oh, my God, are they killing Padme in the opening sequence? Like, I can't I, – I almost left the movie theater right then. But then I saw it was just some stupid clone or whatever, and I was like, yeah, the hell with that lady. That's why she exists, to die. She's, she's yeah, there to I'd die. I'd say this movie left me speechless, like – because I was like just violently shaking with rage, so um, yeah, uh, I I feel betrayed by George Lucas, honestly. So let's talk about things we weren't surprised about. I mean, after we saw Phantom Menace, I mean, I think we talked about how we pretty much predicted that Anakin might get together with Padme. And well, and that was yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of so. obvious. We knew he was going to have uh, 
children with somebody, and there really wasn't any other setup, so not really a surprise. So what do we? What is the age difference at this point? Because I, is she supposed to be uh, okay? How old is Anakin in in Phantom Menace? Ten. ten. I would say eight. he's ten. I think it's ten and sixteen. And has always been my. Yeah, she was my sixteen then, so six years her his elder. Okay, so, so now he and now they're now. what? Twenty and twenty six. Yeah, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. She's twenty, twenty one. Um, if it if 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 it was okay. reversed and Anakin was the older guy and she was a sixteen year old girl, everyone would be really weirded out by that. I think Anakin's more like twenty in this. No, really? no, he's twenty still, and twenty six. He's, he's supposed to be a teenager. <clears throat> I think he's he should be twenty in the next movie. Huh? I think that should be like. I mean, when I was twenty and twenty one, that's the perfect time. For me to transition to an awful uh, dictator, you know? Right, right. I basically was a dictator at 21. Uh, I think you can just take the tater out of that. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Zing. I have Zing. to say, like, I, I didn't like the way this movie started. I didn't like the plot. I didn't like the way the characters developed. Because, I mean, there is some character development with Anakin. He goes from, like being kind of like sweet and concerned and like passionate to this like horrible evil like kind of monster beast um who can't think clearly that's character development right um but i just i was struggling with the whole thing being about protecting padme because they have no relationship they haven't seen each other in 10 freaking years like why does that have to be the motivation for the whole movie because she saved him she was his space angel he he yeah, was she, a slave. She looks like an angel. Yeah, she does. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. But yeah, what are we? What are we protecting Padme from? What do you mean? Yeah, like, um, you mean in the movie? What are they protecting? Like in terms of like her? Yeah. Well, that's the that's being the problem. assassinated. I mean, we it takes an hour and a half to get there, but I think what they imply is that she would be a a controversial or an influential vote to vote yay or nay on the clones. Uh, but uh, but y- it, we you really have to take some leaps to get there. And so other than that, um, you can imagine, okay, she's just a very popular senator and maybe people are going after senators, but they also don't talk about that. So none of the other senators are in danger. Um, but it very, it stumbles its way into thinking like, oh, terrible. So that's the thing is, that's what I couldn't understand. We're to believe that she's trying to stop the Republic from creating an army, right? And yes. so Count Dooku, who's working with uh, Emperor, or, uh, you know, Darth Sidious Palpatine secretly, is already creating a droid army, and he he is supposedly doesn't want them to not have a real army. So he like he's gonna be the one to want to kill her so that they don't create an army. Like I, I, what is going on? Like this is incomprehensible. I suppose there's some false fat flag in there too. No, you're just too stupid to understand Sidious's uh, master plan because you're you're not him. You don't you don't get she. You don't understand him. Apparently, we're all too stupid to understand it because I walked out to like hearing the sounds of groans and people like impaling themselves on the sidewalk <laughs> after we left the theater. Like I saw 16 people kill themselves on the side of the road after we watched this movie 
team, and that is two more than average in New York City. Well, they're all misogynists. They're all afraid of strong women. That's why Sidious was trying to kill her, because she was a strong woman. I mean, you even see that little uh, the Trade Federation guy going, <laughs> when uh, the monster almost ate her, right? Like when it, when it, when it slashed her. So it's it's all those kind of people. That seems to be the point, though. Like it that like it seems like okay, she's against building the army, so they have to take her out because they need to have two armies to fight. But at the same time, um, it also just at the end, it seems like it's just Newt Gunray wants her dead, and that's the price for him uh, continuing to support the separatist movement. Uh, why? And I, you don't have to be a misogynist to hate this movie. Like, I mean, time will tell. Fifteen years from now, I think we'll see that the internet will not be misogynist at all, and they'll they'll probably shine brightly upon the character of Padme Amidala. But um, it, it has nothing to do with her. In fact, I'll I'll side with Team mm. here. She's the bright spot of the movie. It's all hinges on the payoff that we've been waiting for. For Anakin Skywalker to be a moody teenager, and he's too. Oh God, I totally agree. I I was so over Anakin. Uh, when you find out that this is what Vader is is, this is what he's his his origin. He is way too moody. Padme should leave his butt and go and hang out with Obi Wan, if you ask me. Sorry, Nick, I'm not the kind of guy to invite you into our studios and then tell you you're wrong, but I think you missed something here. Padme is a complete Mary Sue in this movie, and like. This is the first time we've ever had that in a movie. Like, she can do no wrong. She used to be a queen, a prissy little doll, like, living in the lap of luxury on Naboo, who can't even talk to Gungans, by the way, because they're just not good enough for her. Then she magically becomes senator through some sort of, like, nepotistic, like, process that only Nabooians are good enough for. She's never had to, like, even replace her own toilet roll in the bathroom, man. And then, all of a sudden, she's in the middle of a, like, Romanesque death arena, and she just drop kicks this lizard tiger and like escapes from handcuffs she's a total mary sue what does she have the force actually that might be interesting hey that's something we have to talk about maybe she does have the force like maybe her maybe that's why anakin is so attracted to her so that's what i said she's like a jedi Hmm. but uh, but if you think about she's not a mary sue because did you not see the throne room scene in phantom menace did you not watch phantom menace at all i know you hate phantom menace but it did happen so she has definitely developed as a as an action heroine. She did pull a pistol in the first movie, so I will give her that. Hmm. Yeah, she takes a she takes on a whole coup. Yeah. yeah, she was elected teen queen. So like, don't don't get on her. She's not she's not a Mary Sue for that because uh, hmm. that's just that's just Nabubian tradition. She's the least detestable part of this movie. Well, congratulations Absolutely. to Natalie Thank you. Portman. Um, all right, so Teeb, you were talking about Anakin, though, like how how you just you weren't convinced with him. Well, I heard somebody come out and say, "I now hate I now hate Darth Vader." I heard several people actually saying that they were standing in the suicide line over there, over by the sidewalk over there. But yeah, they're gonna have to re rewrite all of the great Marvel comics that I love, and they're gonna have to make Darth Vader into now just this whiny teen re re rolled twenty years later. I you know. God hope that some giant corporation doesn't buy up Marvel and start doing that because I'm going to be really sad about it. Oh, come on. You totally know that they were, like, using Anakin to try to get the teenagers into the movie. Like, this is kind of like Titanic or whatever, right? Like, shirtless 
Anakin, like we are never going to see like another shirtless Dark Lord in a Star Wars movie. Like, thank God for that. Moaning in the bed, by the way. Very gross moaning. Yeah, like we we have enough of that to last us a lifetime. Like, thank God that we never have to worry about seeing that again. And like Anakin decides like anyway. Sorry, that's I just had to say. I'm just saying we could have had Leonardo DiCaprio, but no, we get this whiny little bitch boy instead. Right. This Hayden Christensen who doesn't even know how to spell his name right. Jesus Christ. Learn how to spell your name. I don't really care who played Anakin. Isn't this the movie where we're supposed to see how Anakin was a great and good Jedi? Um, and was friends with Obi-Wan? Yeah. Because the next movie, it's supposed yeah. to be his fall to the dark side. So what we have is Anakin, a bright and cheerful uh, child... Anakin, a violent, psychopathic teenager. What? How are they going to finish this? It's definitely this not going to be a tragedy of, at this of point. Anakin Skywalker's already... fall. He's already fallen. He murdered an entire village. He looks like a total in... scumbag. <laughs> wow. He looks like a what? He. Uh, I mean, he looks like a total scumbag after doing that, right? I mean. Oh, and and how and like and how, he is super super creepy with Padme and she completely falls for him for no reason whatsoever. I've never seen He's such a lack boy. of chemistry. He's the total yeah, you got that right. There is definitely no chemistry there because she's smart and hot and a badass, and he's Obi Wan is mean to me all the time. He yeah. makes me do things I don't like, guys. <laughs> That's something well, I will agree with you on, Teeb. Like, Teeb, you do have a great That's point. That's exactly like, what it sounds like. Picture yourself as, like, a 20-year-old guy who's stuck in Ugh. this, like, stupid, antiquated religion that means that you can't <laughs> fall in love, and then you're sitting by the fireside <laughs> with this hot, like, nubile chick, and she's like, we just can't, whatever. Like, what would you do if you were Anakin? Like, there's no tension. Leave the Jedi Order, marry Padme, and just hump her a bunch in a romantic Mediterranean villa for the next 20 years. Like, where's the tension here in its character? Like, I just don't understand. Just leave the Jedi Order. Like, who cares? This is what you want. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> it's just point. You do have a good point there. <laughs> just leave the damn Jedis. So, we're on the topic of Space Tuscany right now. So, Let's talk about the dialogue, because this is the absolute low point of the movie. The dialogue, <laughs> when they're on their Italian vacation, is some of the cringiest, like, okay. So, all right. So, here, I'm gonna, I, I wrote some, some things down so I could remember it. I, I used my dumb phone, because, right. you know, smartphones <laughs> haven't been existed yet. Uh, so, the thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm haunted by the chance... I'm haunted by the kiss that you never should have given me. Oh, pa passive aggressive. Like, yeah, blaming her. That's like wow. Shakespeare, bro. That is some Shakespeare. That, that is, is like 16-year-old Shakespeare, Shakespeare for sure. That's like a sonnet, yo. That's some teenage sonnet. The thought of not being with faking Star Wars, I can't breathe. Oh, God. If you just insert faking Star Wars into every line of Anakin's, like, it just becomes this, like, yeah. amazing sonnet, right? I'm haunted by the chance to record this episode with you guys. <laughs> I should have never been given this episode. <laughs> it's only because of the kiss that we never should have given you. I hate faking Star Wars. It's it's coarse it's and irritating rough. and gets everywhere. <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
That's definitely true. Now let's go ride a giant bloated tick. Yes. Oh okay, let's talk about those. That's what they look Which like. Which was your favorite animal? Which was your favorite creature? You know mine. Ooh. I think I know Dupers. I, I like the no, Akle. Uh, the Akle. What the Akle hell is that? Akle was the. Uh, it's the mantis-looking thing in the. Um... Now, how do you know that? That they put it up on the screen? This is the Akle. It was in the credits. Wait, what? Oh. Do you mean when they the went what? to the, the water Manistee? planet? That water, like, what was that water? Like SeaWorld, whatever. No, no, like, no, no. The the arena. Weird, skinny, the anorexic arena. Uh, albinos. I'm talking about the arena animals, oh. the lions that they brought in to kill the Christians. Oh, those three dudes, like the tiger, the dinosaur thing with the horn, rhino guy, and then like the little mantis insect. Yeah, he said he knows the Akle. He's on. Intimate... Are you are you suggesting that there yes. is there's some sort of like biblical influence on this movie? Because I would find that shocking. No, I think it's more like uh, Gladiator if Gladiator is around now. Well, which which was your favorite team? <laughs> My favorite was the cat. Mm. That's why I assumed you would be the cat person too. I, I, I cry. I, actually, that was probably the saddest moment of the entire uh, prequel trilogy so far between uh, episode one and two was when he got dropkicked by Padman. And then died at the hand of a rhino. This is a movie for kids. It's, it's That's awful. <laughs> like you don't kill animals. Like kill it's... kill parents. Cruelly burn aunts and uncles. But do not kill lizard tigers. That's so mean. Kill sand people. Sand people. The hell with them. You you heard it here, kids. <laughs> kill parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a uh, it's not a really a kids movie. There's like really awkward and and creepy sexual stuff going on with um violent murder uh it it it's not uh, and then uh C3PO has become has finally come full, full circle to become the jar jar of this movie okay this is shakespeare and i can't imagine that any high school in the south is going to allow anybody to ever watch this movie or have it in their library or like um book version or anything like that because it's it's too violent and sexual and weird so this that's a great point ig um c3po is the the jar jar of this episode do you think these were meant to be jar jars exploits into the droid factory but they just subbed in c3po yeah, everyone hated uh, Jar Jar, so I think they just uh, swapped character names. And um, yeah, everything that Jar Jar was supposed to do, C-3PO just did it. The very first instance of internet blacklash. I don't think we'll see this ever again. Yeah, no, never again. No, I, I think Lucasfilm, uh, you know, Lucas, George Lucas is probably going to cower uh, in defeat here and, and never, he, he may never make another movie after the next Star Wars film that I'm presumably that they're going to make. Did he direct this one? But. Or did uh, did, yeah, did somebody he, else he, direct this one? I saw his name in the credits, so I I assume he did direct it. But you never know what that means nowadays. I mean, with uh, he might have. I heard uh, he might have been mm-hmm. fired though before it, and then I guess he might have done something inappropriate and he was able to keep the uh, the director title. Well, uh, hmm. all I know is um, I've been defending the Phantom Menace um, because I figured all of the weird plot inconsistencies and. Um, bizarre choices there were designed to be part of a greater story and they they basically ignored that movie what do you mean they ignored the movie it like (laughs) it's a setup for like that happened but they didn't go back and go like oh you see this thing here that didn't make sense well that's a setup for something new they just (laughs) they just made a completely different movie that 
didn't really rely on anything other than Padme and Anakin met. So almost that entire movie could not exist and not change anything that happened in this movie. I agree with IG on this. I don't think it made a lot of sense. Like, why, like, from the very beginning, like, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin in this movie are, like, you know, two, like, they're Cain and Abel. Like, they're at each other's throats. Like, and and I just think that that, that that made me so irritated at the movie. And I couldn't even pick a side because, like, like Obi-Wan was so sanctimonious and slutty. And then, like, Anakin was just, like, such a, like, bizarre weirdo and, and complained so much. I mean, and, and let's be honest, like, Obi-Wan in this movie, like, Obi-Wan is absolute dog snot compared to Anakin. Like, Obi-Wan can't do anything. And then Anakin is just like, super dude, right? Like, throughout the whole movie, like, every good thing that happens is because Anakin's force abilities are way better than Obi-Wan's. We get it. He's powerful. That means nothing, then, for, like, the next movie. Like, A New Hope, when they actually face each other, like, it's just like, I was your master. Oh, but there was no reason for that at all because you're super powerful. Oh, here, I'm going to kill you. Well, it, just, it wasn't it much of a totally fight. Erases- <laughs> You know, he turns into a pile of clothes. But, He's like, "Watch oh, this cool move. That's a neat trick. Let me try uh, turning into clothes." You know, it, it's not. It's he basically just gives up because he wants Luke to see him like beaten by the guy that uh, is his father, so that he'll hate that guy. Just took away. I always loved the character of Obi Wan in A New Hope, and I just, for me, it took away some of his gravitas, if you will. It just made him look like this kind of He's a dick. You know, He's a space dick. Yeah, it's this guy who had never had sex, like, incel, like, has to be this monk, like, he's okay with a lightsaber, he doesn't have a lot of friends, people think he's a bit pompous, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like me, in a way. Well, Dax is his friend. Hold on, Tuber, what's an incel? Oh, it's an involuntary celibate, man. Get with the times, brother. I thought that was some metachlorian thing. Yeah, well, I'm 16 right now in 2002, so I am with the times. Like, all right, I think we've, at this point, we've been really big picture, right? We've been big picture. Yes. This movie sucks. Um, the dialogue's terrible, and everybody in it is bad except Padme. But I'm going to get, I'm going to get, we're going to go through the details of this, because I think the, the devil's in the details. One, why does a bounty hunter hire another bounty hunter? To cover up who, uh, who is actually behind it's it. It's called outsourcing. It's kind of like a hitman. Oh, good job, because you flew off in the end and everybody saw you still. It's like a hitman in The Sopranos. It's like uh, we're going to bring this guy in from outside of our organization to have it done so that it, it, it cloaks the actual, uh, the actual yeah. you know, uh, perpetrator. But nobody would have known who he was. Nobody knew who he was until he fired a dart. Well, everything and then went to... they went to talk to, to the diner owner who somehow <laughs> knew what that dart was. So um, why do you try and assassinate people with space slugs instead of a gun? Well, that would make sense if you did it yourself. You're a bounty hunter. Why did you have to hire no, another so bounty hunter? He hired an assassin, not a bounty hunter. No, no, he didn't. He hired a bounty hunter. What? Basically, they don't make a difference between the two things in this uh. movie. Bounty hunters are also assassins who I assume get bounties put on them for their assassination and are then hunted by other <laughs> bounty hunter assassins. It's a very weird world. You would know. It's your it's your industry. <laughs> I see your logic, yes, T, because yes, your I, logic I, makes yeah. sense. Like, oh, yeah, you want right. to cover up. You want several layers between you it's and the crime. It's bounty But then he's seen, and he fires a dart that can be recognized by any food service manager in Coruscant. Well, Jenko Fett's an idiot. We've already established that. Why is it that Obi-Wan can waltz into a Denny's 
and talk to some diabetic fat who just suddenly knows <laughs> where this dart came from that reveals the okay. entire secret I... plot of the movie for 10 years. Like, 10 years, they've been cloning millions and millions of people secretly. They've erased the records, but this asshole knows everything. Like, it has absolutely no credibility. I just wanted can... to puke my guts out. Well, can you imagine if Obi-Wan didn't find Kamino? Those guys would never have gotten paid. They'd be stuck with millions of clones and no money. Well, I want to know who <laughs> Cephadias is. How does this genius cloner not know who Cephadias is? Like, uh, whatever the hell the name was. It's like, oh, my... my. We thought yeah, she'd like, never um, come. Does, did they not make a picture? Do they not have a code word? In, in Intel... You have a code word when you're dealing with somebody in a covert level, right? There's like a passcode, and the person doesn't say it, and you're like, deal's off. But the Camino, Caminoans, whatever the hell they are, it's like, oh, you're some random Jedi. You must obviously be related to this Sifidius right. guy, so I'll just give you an entire army. Oh, you know? You want to check out the clones? And then he <laughs> yeah. looks confused. He literally almost looks at the camera and goes, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's funny because actually that, that part of the movie where it was like sort of the secret mystery part, I didn't mind that for me. Like that I thought was when Obi-Wan was most Obi-Wan. He was deducing things. He was restrained until that, that stupid fight in the thunderstorm. Like that was ridiculous. But overall, I kind of like that part where he's uncovering the plot. But I, but no, can I go back to that? Because I want to say something about Dex. Dex is supposed to be like this retired, yeah. badass military weapon specialist, okay? Like, uh, and Obi-Wan has his connection. Wait, is that from Wikipedia? Or no, you, you, you just, that, because you that's what he says. He, it's, it's, it's implied. It's implied. What? How is it implied? It was, that was never stated. It, well, <laughs> investigation is implied in our mandate. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it just, I don't, I think you're really leaping here, Teeb. So I will say, I do remember that he said he was prospecting. So I don't know if he was a weapon specialist as more as he was sort of a prospector who encountered artifacts because he was like digging up crap across the galaxy, maybe. You know, well, like, clearly the diner wasn't said, his was, first job. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, yeah, Tales no. of the Gold Monkey or Casablanca and all these kind of movies where there's like some some underworld connection that you have that has a past mm. in whatever you need. So, okay. Te Dex's Diner really bothered me just because it's too much like Earth. Uh, it's too much like an Earth Diner. The droid waitress even has an East Coast attitude. Like, what do you want anymore? You want more calf, honey? <laughs> and then, okay. And pocketbooks, now canon. Uh, open up your pocketbooks. I'll say it real creepy-like for some reason. And and I, Open up yeah. your so wallet. So anyway, uh, diners exist. Uh, somehow Obi-Wan has made friends with one with a guy who owns one. Uh, sassy New York-style waitresses and pocketbooks. She reminded Star me Wars of Dot Matrix, the droid. Yeah, uh, from Spaceballs. True. That could have been a joke. Now, I will say this, though. I like it when Star Wars, you know, tries to do something new. And I think, I mean, you know, we, we had the cantina, which I thought was cool. We had a club in this movie, which I didn't mind at all. Like, I thought it was neat. Like, they had the TV screens. We saw a race in Phantom Menace, which I thought was On okay. the TV screen, they're doing <laughs> droid oh, football that was on the, the screen. Worst football yeah. game since watching the Miami Dolphins was... try to play this year. <laughs> what the hell was that? But... 
was but the, the thing, worst. The thing about it for me was just it's it's like it's like Obi Wan should be the main character. Like if he's gonna go to a diner by himself to find out this crap from someone we've never met. Like why 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 is he not the main character? Why are we following the love story of someone else who we know already is a horrible horrible person? Like why do I care about that? I want to know about Obi-Wan. Like I want to follow his story. And for some reason George Lucas decided to make this movie in a bizarre kind of hybrid way where there isn't one good character to follow. And I, I to me that's just not Star Wars. It's just I can't handle it. Look, I'm a. He did the same thing in Phantom Menace, though. He he. I you know. know that you you said that last time that there was no real character to you know be the protagonist or whatever. It was sort of Qui Gon. Well, here it's even worse. Here here it's. So who was it in this one besides Padme? To me, this movie had two characters. It had it had Obi Wan and had Anakin, and they hate each other. And you know they probably made out once and didn't like it, and now they're bitter about it. <laughs> let's hear let's hear Nick's next pick, next uh, next Nick pick. Well, and I'm gonna get nitpicky on things that I like. Ready for this now? Or Love maybe it. we're shifting the tone a little bit. Okay, let's do it. Um, I didn't know this uh, until I went to the part of the theater, the section where that actually shows subtitles. But when the shapeshifter dies, she says Slima. She but does. you guys didn't know that. But what does that mean? That's Hatties. A word that was introduced by by Anakin in The Phantom Menace. Oh. So she's like, oh, bo- oh, Django, that's Slimo. But it's like really slowed down. Ah. I wonder what okay. she said. Um, something that took me down a really dark rabbit hole was watching the two droids replace the window unit in the, um, in the apartment. Because uh, then all I could think about was the small, like, economic parts of the galaxy and then all of the little things that have to be done by somebody else. Because they could have just, like, <laughs> left the window out and we have, or just left the hole in it and we would have never thought about it. But, of course, in the background, there's two droids that fly out of nowhere and detach the window, fly away with it, and then put a new one in. And I just, that was such a nice little touch that just made me feel like this was a lived-in world other than the fact that everything else is chrome. But this was just so fun to watch. Who changes the sheets on Padme's bed after they've been infected with two space centipedes? There has to be uh, an app for that too, right? Like I thought about that yeah, as well. I thought exactly. about like who makes her bed. Like like to, to say what Nick was saying. I th- when you see that, you do have this kind of really immersive understanding of the of Coruscant, where it's obvious there's all sorts of things that are going on behind the scenes that have nothing to do with the story that we're being shown. No, but even the story we're being shown doesn't have anything to do with the story we're being shown. Yeah, I set you up for that one. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, this yeah, this movie this movie has one job. It has one job. Okay. And that's to let us know like the the circumstances surrounding Anakin's fall to the dark side. And so far, I'm surprised he didn't just uh, join the Sith right away. Like, I, why is he not a Sith in this movie? He could, he could have just been, you know what? I hate the Jedi Order. I hate my master. I want to get with this chick. So why don't, um, why don't I just go find some evil? Because I don't mind, like, doing truly awful things to people. And... Uh, well, they did some the pretty force. horrible things to his mom. Let's not forget these people. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't mind him killing the Tuscan Raiders as much. Like that's a, a moment of weakness, perhaps. You know, like he loses control. But um, look how he, look, just look how he, like immediately goes all creepo on Padme. Look how he treats 
Obi-Wan, his, uh, the, the person that he says is the closest thing to a father he has. And he, he like, he's just bad. No, I don't just mean like bad acting, that too, but he's, he's a really awful person in this movie. But what if he has like a dragon living inside of him and it just hasn't grown all the way yet? He's already a bad person in the way that he views the world and the way that he acts. So there's no, uh, there's no reason, like it's not, this isn't a fall to the dark side. This is him just, you know, finally realizing that he needs to transfer jobs. He's in the wrong department. <laughs> he got he got put in the wrong in the wrong order. That's it. Um, well, nobody nobody has tried to seduce him yet. That's the point. I think Dooku. But you don't does need to seduce to someone seduce him, who wants but, it. But <laughs> hey, now you're going down uh, an interesting uh, discussion. You don't, you don't want to get into that. But uh, to me, they, they don't want to blow their load in one movie. They have three movies to tell this story. So they're showing you why maybe in the next movie, he's just going to... Maybe the movie will start off with him just being like totally dark. The next one, he'll just be like, he's already joined the Sith and he's uh, murdered Padme. So it kind of started with him being dark. And then the next one, he's just going to be darkerer. Yeah, darker. That's what I think we'd like to get onto, you know, like... I mean, after watching this movie, so he ends up getting married to Padme. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot is revealed. Like, we know that there's these robots on one side, the clones on the other, and the Jedi, like Yoda, finally figures stuff out. Like, Yoda's been sitting there on a cushion for two movies, or basically being like, mm, no, not do I. Why, everything is all screwed up in the galaxy. Like, finally they realize that there's a Sith guy, you know, and... And another thing about Yoda, I will say, like the whole thing about possession is forbidden, right? Like for a Jedi, Anakin's like, possession is forbidden. But then think about Empire Strikes Back, Yoda, mine, or I will help you not, you know? And like go back to Yoda's hovel and Yoda's got a soup pot. He's got a lightsaber. He's got robes. He's got all kinds of crap. Like this is total baloney, man. So anyway, after Yoda finally figures out the plot of the movie, like, what 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 else is left to tell in the in the next movie? I mean, basically, it's just going to be like, um, in I mean, in the first five minutes of the film, uh, Anakin and the Emperor are going to like meet up. They're going to go out. They're probably going to go to Dex's diner and have some coffee. And they're going to be like, "I really like your yeah. style, man. I like your style." Oh, by the way, I got the senator pregnant, and and you know, Darth Sidious is going to be like, "Hey, that's no problem. I got that covered. Just become a Sith." And then like the movie's over. Like. What's gonna? What else is possibly gonna yeah, happen you'll... in the next movie? No, you make some good points. I will agree with you there, Duper. I think prequel Yoda sucks really bad. Oh. Um, I think lightsabers. He went from like the coolest sage, like kind of monk on the top of the hill in our in our trilogy that we know and love, to like kind of just quirky professor that everyone sort of really likes and wants to follow around the the the, the university. So, and he's sitting in his little pods, like, well, I'll think about this longer. Um, I, I'll think about this some more. I'll think about it again. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, he's really not doing much. He leads the army. He leads the, the, um, the, the clone army around the survivors a perimeter create. That's not what Yoda's supposed to do. He's a Jedi master. He started a war. Well, yeah, obviously, creating the clone. Yeah, well, 
At the beginning of the movie, there's dialogue that specifically talks about this okay. too. It says, uh, "What what is it, what does it say?" Um, we are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. They say that literally in the first like ten minutes of the movie. And boy, how no, that he needs the soldiers. The That's the point. We are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. So he needs soldiers to fight against the separatists. Also, separatists aren't those but rebels. Mace, yeah, well, they are rebels. But Mace Windu actually says, "We can't fight a war for you." And that's exactly what they do at the end, which is like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Become generals. They do. They become generals. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even goes in there and decapitates poor Boba Fett's dad, the putz, Jango Fett. We can't, we can't fight a war for you, but we will throw these cloned meat bags into this uh, absolute quagmire of death and horribleness because we have Jedi integrity. Somebody, somebody should do like, somebody should do a bit about like Jedi integrity, you know, like how they're like, they know themselves so well that they can't kill themselves, right? It's sort of like the Jedi military industrial there complex. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. they're they're so lucky that being a general is so easy that you don't need any training or experience to do it. You can just tell the soldiers, <laughs> "Hey, go do these things," and you know they'll take care of it. It's fine. Right. There hasn't been a war for a thousand years, but they don't need to take a class or they do anything. They just like you know instantly know how to pilot around and send everywhere and where to go. You learn on a curve. So what do you think is going to come next, Teeb? What, what, what do you think the next step is here for uh, the next movie? Uh, what's going to happen? And where, where is it, where's it going? Well, I mean, Dooku gets away. So he's going to be the main antagonist in the next movie, I think. And he's maybe going to try and... I mean, he tried once to seduce Anakin and it didn't, it didn't take. So I guess maybe he's going to try again. Maybe he's going to do like the Emperor did and put his friends in peril. And, you know, kind of like almost like a, a mirror scene to the uh, to, to how the Emperor tried to, you know, get Luke to attack him. Something like that. I think you're going to see something similar to that, but with Dooku. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know when he's going to be transformed. That's the only problem. Is it going to be again? Is it going to be the very beginning of the movie? Is he going to be transformed? Because he's gotten married and that's obviously... A, a bozo no-no in the, in the Jedi Order, right? You're not supposed to do that. So as soon as Obi-Wan finds that out, what's going to happen? Can you get excommunicated from the Jedi Order? Well, I know it. I got it. I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like he's going to get the news in the first five minutes. It's going to be like, hey, Anakin, you are. He's going to he's Dex is going to take him to like his buddy who runs this like um, uh, TV show. And he's gonna be, like sitting on the panel and like this guy is going to come out with like two heads and four arms. And he's going to be like, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, you are the father. And like Anakin's going to like freak out and like go into like turtle mode. And he's gonna be, like, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm a Jedi. I don't have any possessions. I I can't pay for baby formula or diapers <laughs> or anything. And he's going like, to go to his friend, you know, the uh, the Supreme Chancellor, or ruler of the whole galaxy. Like, hey, man, I got babies on the way, dude. Like, help me out. And he's going to be like, okay, if you want to buy diapers, you must yield to the Dark Lord of the Sith, right? I think I think that's just going to happen. I think you might be onto something, actually. That's not a bad idea. I mean, he's already a whiny little bitch. And then the next scene is once that comes out, after you are the father, then it's... Uh the the jedi apprentice where he comes on is like and you're fired <laughs> yoda fired yeah, exactly. obi-wan comes out you're fired uh, yeah. You're, you, yeah, you can't be. that's a popular uh that's a popular uh, reality show right now that's not going to go anywhere in the direction of being inappropriate uh, no. no way not a chance of that 
So I, you know, I mean, I know I'm hearing a lot of negativity here, some positivity, a few things. Um, I'll start us off, you know, my favorite movie, my favorite part in the movie. Um, I really liked the fact that we got to see, I don't know why. I just loved the fact that we got to see Watto again. I just found his oh, character yeah. like so cool. Like, and he's, he's old and grizzly now. And he's like, He's not that bad. You know, he's like, oh, Annie, uh, Annie, your, your mother, I sold her off or whatever, you know, and he's like, I'll find it. Like, he's <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of sleazy, but he's got a heart of gold. Hey, he's a nice know. slave I, I like driver. Heard you guys hadn't had enough of anti-Semitic tropes <laughs> yeah. yet, so I'm back. <laughs> There's always room to make fun of the Jews and the Arabs in a Star Wars movie, you know? Like... <laughs> Hey, I might be Greek too. That's true. That's true. For me, that worked. It felt really like Star Wars. How about you, IG? I like the sand. No, I did. I did actually like that a lot when he's like Annie, because he like fixes the the little uh, the little droid thing. He like fixes it in no time because he's really good with his hands. I mean, we know he's really Mm. good with his hands. Uh, We'll get to that in my favorite scene. How about you, IG? What was your favorite part other than sand? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> the end when I when I could escape the theater and uh, I don't know I, I felt pretty angry watching this movie I I, I wanted to walk out but um, uh, I you know I'd paid the, for the ticket and I kind of feel like I have to see this movie uh, but it's really soured me for the next one uh, Wait, I think uh, you paid for your ticket you know, you know I, Herbert I, Herbert yeah. forced us <laughs> in here this this is you got the popcorn. Well, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, ticket has been paid that's for. True. I don't well, like wasting money. The other I'm thing like is, Watto. IG, you know, the next movie, So everything rides on the next movie. I mean, that's all we're getting. So, I mean. Well, but that's what I said about the first movie. I was like, the, this one will fix the first one. This didn't fix the first one. It left all of the problems of the first one and created new problems. So the third one has to fix the previous two. It ju- it's a snowball effect. With two bit with two bad scripts under the belt, um, I don't see how how the third one is going to do the mammoth task of fixing the first two. It'll be too little, too late. Hmm. I mean, I hope it does. That'd be great. But uh, you know, it's it's like you know after after uh, after Empire Strikes Back, uh, all Return of the Jedi had to do was be okay. It didn't even need to be amazing because you had two really good movies. Now. Now there's two stinkers, and the third one has to fix the series. Hmm. So, yeah, you're stuck. Um, what do you think, Teeb? About what? My favorite part? Oh, your favorite part and where you see this leaving off now that we've only got one Star Wars movie left for the rest of the history. I mean, this is a fairly trepidatious thing now. I mean, we, we are only getting one more Star Wars movie forever that's why i know it's going to be great because it has to be because uh to uh, ig's point it's like i don't agree with you guys i think the the last two that we've seen have been great but he seems to think and maybe other people seem to think that it's not they weren't that great so the 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 next one has to be superior and to me this is anakin's arc right this is anakin's trilogy so his fall to darkness Mm. has to be palpable you have to be able to that's a pun but you have to be able to uh Mm. you know um, really feel it and see it and so I think that's what they're doing in this movie they're just setting it up if they give away too much too soon the like I said if in the third movie it starts off with uh, uh, the reveal of Darth Vader and then that whole movie is just him being Darth Vader and being like a badass going around and just like 
doing bad things. That could be a great movie. That's what I'm hoping for. Not a bunch of this touchy-feely crap where it takes too long to get to the to the the, the twist, the evil, uh, the drop, the fall. Mm. Um, my mm. favorite part of this movie, though, was the kiss right before they go out onto the uh, the the arena. I think that that was uh, a really. Uh, it, it just brought me back to like kind of like the old, like you said, it's a, a Roman kind of like a Ben Hur or a, a, a Spartacus or one of the. It just kind of felt like. Like, it was a moment. It was like one of those movie moments, you know? Did it bring you back to your first imaginary kiss, Teeb? Uh, sure. I, there were monsters involved, <laughs> and there was uh, life-or-death uh, <laughs> scenarios, and the floor was lava, so. Nick, you know, it was, a, it was a pleasure. Thank you for accompanying us, actually, on this journey. I mean, we have been doing this together now, unfortunately, I would add, uh, for for too long, you know, and the time travel wear and tear has really gotten to us. You were sort of the anchor of support with me and holding my hand quite literally as I sweated through this film. Um, you know, I appreciate you not making fun of me during the film itself. How, how did you find the whole experience watching it with us? Um, your favorite moment? What do you see for the future? Well, I really hope um, that our next time we don't stop for a Coney dog because I was really feeling your seismic charges. <laughs> Yeah, usually it's IG. No. Yeah, he, but, uh, uh, he's famous I, I for just, his. Uh, yeah, usually the. You know. That was honestly that was probably my favorite part of the movie was the space chase. Um, both the seismic charges because it's a new sound we've never heard before, and then also the idea that Obi Wan has to have a hyper hyperdrive plug in in order to go in hyperspace. I thought that was like one of the coolest things. I love under like trying to think about. Okay, we're in the prequel era, so maybe not every starship would be equipped with a hyperdrive. So let's make a plug-in that you put in. And I, I just like the little details like that. As much as I ragged on some of the details, some of the other really little details were fun. And it was Star Wars, so I still kind of have a soft spot for it. But I will say this. For as much as I ragged on the dialogue, um, the... Uh, emotions that weren't there the creepiness of of hayden christensen whether or not you blame the script for that or not it's really refreshing that they did something new Hmm. like that movie is not derivative of anything else right like it may be uh, sometimes it feels a little um i guess generic because we're used to cgi now we're used to things being pomp and flash and fights and choreography but in between it all, it was something brand new. It took risks, and most of them didn't pay off, but I can really respect that, the, that they took risks at all, especially with that huge of a budget and that much riding on the fact that it was Star Wars. What did you think of uh, the Yoda sequence where he comes out with the, the lightsabers? Was that not an, an incredible moment for you? Uh, unnecessary. I, I don't like aggressive Yoda. I don't like um, favorite Professor Yoda I don't like General Yoda. Like I want him to be that that character that you have to have a yeah you have to climb the mountain to go find. Like just like the how we meet him in, in Empire Strikes Back. He, I just don't like I don't like accessible, accessible Yoda. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I I can appreciate that. So kind of a mixed review. Um, thank God we won't have to endure this again. I mean, I'm I'm planning to never travel in time ever again, uh, especially with you cl- uh, clowns. But um, thanks a lot, guys, for for enduring the experience and being a voice of support. 
it's it's emblematic to me of what Star Wars fandom really is, that we love each other, that we listen carefully to each other, that everyone is accepted, regardless of whether you hate it or love it, um, regardless of how stupid your comments are or how entertaining and erudite like mine. Um, there's a place where everyone feels safe. Um, and, and that, to me, is just the future of Star Wars fandom in general. Wouldn't you agree? I keep telling you, stop using words. I don't know what they mean. What does erudite mean? Sorry, uh, some duper, you got to lower it down a bit. Um, smart, smart. Whether the next film is garbage or not, we do have decades of joy to look forward to with the way the fans interact with each other, at least, discussing the films. That's what I'm truly excited about. Well, guys, uh, you know, there's nothing I like to do more after watching a movie that I've become emotionally involved with than stuffing my face with some delicious pancakes. And there's a diner right over there. Ooh, it looks nice. It's all shiny and chromey. This diner is giving me flashbacks. Yeah, this this diner in Manhattan seems way too much like an Earth diner. You don't find this kind of place in New York. We're kind of lucky to find something that we can actually get a seat at. I hope the food's not bad. What does that smell? It smells like tapioca and cotton candy. Hey, look over there, Teeb. It's a jukebox. Aren't you like a jukebox aficionado? Like, Sure, just because it has lights and buttons and I like to touch it and make it do things. Yeah, that's me. Cool. I have lights and buttons. I don't like touching you, just your mom. She appreciates that, by the way. Why don't we celebrate and like take off all this negative kind of angst from the film and, and uh, let's put some tunes on and have a little dance, you know, uh, Star Wars style. Yeah, what do you guys want to hear? The Song of My People, This Is How You Remind Me by Nickelback. Ah, uh, yeah, How You Remind Me. Here, uh, who's got a couple quarters? I, I didn't come here with quarters. I only have Canadian. Nick, what you got, man? Don't ask. I got 2019 quarters, which I think are worth $6. So try this one. All right, here, I'll try it. The button, uh, guys, the, the machine isn't working. What, what's happening? It's not making any noise. Mister, do you have a problem? Hey, hey kid, like, uh, I pushed the song, I put my money in, but it's not playing anything. Because someone erased it from the jukebox memory. What do you think we should do? Let's just keep pushing buttons, huh? Come on, let's keep pushing buttons. Everybody, get in here, push buttons. Just shine, shoot, every as fast as you can. Just push buttons, push buttons, go crazy. It doesn't matter what you think. Whoa, my God. Hello, this is Storm Duper here with a galactic faking news update. A recent spree of violent incidents, possibly involving the Jedi Order, has caused an uproar in the Galactic Senate. Joining me now is Tibrantor, live from the Outlander Club on Coruscant, where this spree began. Uh, thank you, Storm Duper. This is Teeb here at the Notorious Outlander Club in the Uscrew Entertainment District here on Coruscant, where a dangerous mid-air speeder chase has ended in murder. Uh, apparently, eyewitness accounts claim two robe figures wielding lightsabers were involved in the high-speed chase through the city's busy airways. The pair were seen uh, jumping from speeder to speeder as if the laws of both man and physics did not apply to them. After one of the pair used his lightsaber to cut down a speeder, it crash-landed near the club just narrowly missing the large gathering that was in the street at the time. Uh, the pair were then seen entering the club where they accosted and cut the arm off of one of the patrons, then told the crowd they were all on Jedi business. 
then they escorted the individual into an alley where she was later found dead. So authorities have yet to identify the victim. However, they have stated the Jedi have no authority to apprehend or detain civilians without the direct supervision and cooperation of law enforcement. And since no such request has been made, this means the Jedi's involvement in this matter would in fact be illegal and the two robed men are being sought for questioning. Wow, this sounds like uh, very serious stuff. Let's hope that authorities can get to the bottom of it uh, quickly. Unfortunately, this is not the only incident plaguing the Jedi these days, leading to the Senate to consider a motion to force all Jedi to wear Jedi cams for future documentation of indiscretions. Um, join me now is IG-69 from the remote planet, uh, desert planet of Tatooine, where an even more disturbing event has unfolded. Uh, IG? Thank you, Stormtrooper. This is IG here on Tatooine, not far from the scenic Valley of the Spirits. I stand amidst the shining dunes of the sand sea illuminated by the brilliant twin suns. But rather than illuminating the pristine and tranquil desert this planet is so famous for, they shine an ugly spotlight upon the scene of carnage, brutality, and senseless slaughter. Not but a few days ago, this area was home to a thriving village of Tuscan raiders. The hardy, industrious desert dwellers went about their daily tasks, eking out a harsh living in this beautiful environment. Children played amongst the huts, and domesticated beasts roamed the area forging for food. Little did they know the tragic fate that was about to befall them. In the dark of night, a mysterious stranger invaded the village and butchered every man, woman, child, and animal in a whirlwind of violence. When authorities came upon the scene, what they saw reduced even toughened veterans to tears. One officer recounted how the bodies had been mutilated beyond recognition. Pieces of Tuscan and animal gore littered the ground as if they had rained from the sky. Another officer noted that the body parts were coarse, rough, and got everywhere. The weapon that inflicted this mayhem has now been identified as a lightsaber. In a bizarre twist, an incoherent rant against sand was written in blood on the side of one of the huts. Whether sand refers to the substance or a common slur used against Tuscans, sometimes known as sand people, it's yet to be known. However, due to the excessiveness of the violence and the psychopathic writing, the police are treating this as a hate crime. Witnesses noted a single roped figure on a speeder heading to the scene of the crime and returning after dawn, carrying a mysterious wrapped object. The roped figure and the use of a lightsaber have led many to speculate the culprit was in fact a Jedi. IG, that sounds truly horrifying, uh, but that brings us to the point at hand, were these acts committed by the Jedi? Or are there darker forces at work? Will the Jedi be classified as a terrorist organization in the Senate? Uh, well, how do we know the Jedi are being framed here? Also, what did these people do? Maybe they, I don't know, drank the guy's blue milk or something. Still, but the aggressiveness of the violent act and the sudden and randomness of it, it just implies that the Jedi have somehow lost their minds. I don't think the Jedi could possibly be responsible for this. Just because somebody dresses up in a robe and has a laser sword doesn't mean they're a freaking Jedi. I would have to agree with Teeb on this, uh, Storm Duper. I, I don't think the Jedi could possibly have committed this. They're a great and good order and uh, would never uh, stoop to acts uh, as low as these. Well, we're going to have to keep a close watch on how the Senate reacts because, as you know, um, given the, the, the instability in the galaxy, my guess is that Supreme Chancellor Palpatine is not going to take this lightly and may make a motion of classifying them as a terrorist organization. Maybe they're just all looking at it from the wrong point of view. Excuse me, everyone, what's that What's that breaking news alarm? What, what's happening? Oh, my God, it's uh, it's Nick Skyfaker from our affiliate station, Loose Cannon Radio. Uh, what's going on, Nick? Thanks, Stormtrooper. This is Nick from Loose Cannon Radio. We have some breaking news from Geonosis. The Jedi have just invaded the planet with an army of clones. 
The situation is still developing, but what is known is that the Jedi Order, backed by a mysterious army of clone troopers, launched a surprise attack against Geonosis, capturing or killing most of their leaders as they gathered at a sporting event in the Patronaki Arena. Apparently, over 200 Jedi burst into the packed event and began attacking everything in sight with their lightsabers. The Geonosian military attempted to intervene, but despite the exceptional bravery of their droid armies, they were beaten back. Reports are still sketchy, but the casualties amongst the droids are estimated in the millions. Our thoughts and prayers go out to their families. When reached for comment, Grandmaster Yoda replied, Only that begun the Clone War has. What... We are not quite sure what exactly that means, but it can't be good for the galactic stability. The spokesman for the Confederacy of Independent Systems, Count Dooku, a former Jedi himself, said that this unprovoked attack on sovereign and legitimate government of Geonosis would not stand, and that he and all the systems that he represents will not tolerate the tyranny of this fanatical religious order. The reaction from the galaxy has been swift, with cries of condemnation coming in from every quarter. One man known only as D. Sidious has started an online petition known as Petition 66, calling for the dismemberment of the Jedi Order, though that might be a typo. In any case, the very fabric of the Republic has been shaken today, and we will bring you more up-to-date news as events unfold. Fantastic. Thank you to all our correspondents. My goodness, yes. Uh, so it sounds like uh, I'm going to keep you guys on location. If there are any further developments, please uh, definitely uh, get get in touch with me on your on your high bandwidth uh, communicator, and don't don't hesitate. Galactic faking news. All right, guys. Well, let's take it over to Mike Mann. Uh, that's Darth Eckham from Channel Star Wars with the real news rundown. Greetings to all of our tribal comrades on the ocean moon of Kefbeer. We're back with Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by AtFab Starship Boutique, Frick's House of Droids, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Bringing you the latest faster than a herd of Bordocks. I'm your host, Mike Mann. We would be honored if you would join us. Tis the season for Star Warsing. This week, Disney has issued the air date schedule for The Mandalorian, beginning with Episode 1 on November 12th. Fans will only need to wait three days for Episode 2 on the 15th. And then episodes will be released once a week, mostly on Fridays. Fortunately, we will see the eighth and final episode by the end of the year, as it will be airing two days after Christmas on December 27th. This is madness. Next, Star Wars Resistance Season 2 is in full gear. This past week, we saw the Aces preparing themselves for combat training under Jarek Yeager with the First Order. While the unlikely alliance with the Pirates is questionable at best, the Aces need all the help they can get for their inevitable battles. This leads to Sunday's upcoming episode, Hunt on Seltzer 3, where the Resistance group joins the Pirates on the hunt for food and supplies for all on board the Colossus, amongst the icy ruins. The Hunt on Seltzer 3 airs Sunday, October 27th on Disney XD. And finally, a small item that you may have missed. You could have missed it. I mean, it's highly unlikely, but... The Rise of Skywalker's official final trailer made its debut this past week. Just absolutely amazing. There are so many things that have been tied in from previous Star Wars stories, from ships novels, games, animated series, and previous films 
Items from legends becoming canon, Ralph Macquarie concepts becoming reality, to even battle droids. There's not enough time or words that can be said to describe what we will see in the final original Star Wars saga. And this is just the trailer. Time can only tell the amount of amazement and wonder that will fit into the longest running Star Wars film. And the runtime for this final Star Wars film is two hours and 35 minutes. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> That's all the time we have this week. Make sure you check us out on all your social media platforms. For ChannelStarWars.com, I'm Mike May reminding you... The Force will be with you. Always. And now, back to the guys at Faking Star Wars Radio. Thanks, Darth Eckham, Mike Man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, wow, uh, a lot of interesting stuff there. But um, you know, Nick, I just have to ask you. Uh, I know we, you know, we've developed a bit of uh, intimate rapport. Um, will your hemorrhoids stand the, uh, in you know, the endurance of two hours and thirty-five minutes in a theater chair for the next Star Wars movie? You know, I think my hemorrhoids will be okay. I think my. Um penchant for getting a bladder infection won't i see so what do you think about the trailer have you have you seen it did you have any criticisms or anything you'd like to add uh well first i mean how dorky do they think we are that they're gonna air these on fridays like i'm gonna stay in on a friday i'm a very popular guy i get invited to a lot of important parties i can't just stay home and watch the mandalorian on friday Oh, right. Yeah. Actually, yes, that's the only thing I'm going to be doing this winter is watching The Mandalorian on Friday. I think you have to because it's going to be spoiled the very next day, if not like five minutes after it's done airing. Um, there's going to be nerds, space nerds, that are going to be like, oh my God, can you believe that they did this? It'll be like Game of Thrones, but in space. Right, so the nice thing is, you know, I heard that the very first episode is going to have a massive spoiler. Um, do you have any speculation on what that might be for the Star Wars galaxy? Spoiler of what? I mean, like, what could it be? It's not going to spoil The Rise of Skywalker. Um, you'll notice from the trailer, they very awkwardly avoid actually calling him by name. They say, Mandalorian, I'm a German guy. But I, they, I don't think, I think his name is going to be some kind of spoiler. Like, they're going to say his name or you're going to figure out who he is. Because they can't just call him Mandalorian every episode, and I think that's going to be the big turning point. Also, if they call him the Mandalorian, that means like it's almost like he's the last one or something like that. Like it's some kind of like it, it's a rare thing to see a Mandalorian like in space or in, in this uh, uh, era because it's like like seeing a Jedi almost like oh he is the Mandalorian right like he's the only one in this sector or whatever. So they I, I, I immediately identify him that way. Maybe he's going to be like Owen Lars or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no i don't want him to have anything to do with anything Tatooine, that we know like, about at all you know like um moonlighting as a bounty hunter <laughs> baru baru is gonna Assassin. turn up and she's gonna be like oh he's never home at night when i want some couple time you know like after i picked the mushrooms off the vaporizers vaporizers he's always gone <laughs> He's doing podcasts with his friends and neglecting her sexually. Yeah, uh, it sounds it's just too good to be true. Like if that's the case, <laughs> so it's not going to be about his Gina character. It's going to be about you know. I am excited for the show. It is a it is a I mean walloped in hype. I mean just drenched uh, in hype. Um, it's going to be hard for the film to really, or for the for the show to really do 
it justice, but but uh, fair play to Lucasfilm for for doing something different and and investing the time and money in making a show that uh, tries to manipulate fans into buying a streaming service. It worked on me. <laughs> I already got three years of it. Better be good. So they have they're really putting all their eggs in this TV basket. Uh, you know, mm. with everything that's being canceled, the on again, off again, Ryan Johnson trilogy, the now completely gone. Uh, Benioff and Weiss trilogy. So for the near future, guys, it's TV. It's live action Star Wars television in serial form. So get used to it. This is our future. Well, he mentioned the Resistance too, and uh, or Resistance, and um, I've I've been watching that. I'm all caught up now. Um, and uh, that's a little bit more kid friendly, I would say. So I'm hoping that the Mandalorian like actually starts to get into the not so kid-friendly territory like Mm. okay i think like with disney plus it's gonna be kind of like davy crockett was when davy crockett came around they showed all sorts of violence but it wasn't like you know like scalping people or anything like that but it was implied there was a lot of implied violence that was going on in davy crockett so i'm i'm thinking i don't know why i just have this weird davy crockett vibe with the mandalorian don't ask me why right Mm. now but Mm. i think i'm gonna be justified so when I when I originally asked you about uh you know the rise of Skywalker Nick you pivoted um now was that subconsciously you know pivoting to talk about the Mandalorian are you somehow afraid of what the rise of Skywalker portends or do you just not want to talk about it because it makes you want to puke your guts out Um I think it makes me want to cry a little bit because I think this idea that this actually is the last saga movie like it's People will say like, um, I, you know, we are done with, with you know, we're never done with Star Wars because this giant uh, conglomerate is going to always milk it for every last dollar. <laughs> I I get an idea that this is this is it, right? Like this yeah. is the last Star Warsy feeling Star Wars movie. I think they're all going to be a departure from this point. Um, they've settled us into this is how they're going to be handling Star Wars as a, as a Disney venture. Um, it's, I, I, I think I'm going to be weirdly emotional with this movie. If it doesn't stick the landing, I'm probably going to be pretty mad, but I'm, I am pretty confident that this is going to tug on all my heartstrings in the right way. Cool. It makes me, it, it brings me back to when I saw this interview, when the third movie was, uh, when, what actually, no, when the first movie came out, when, uh, the Phantom Menace came out and they were asking fans in front, like what they were going to do. Now that the, the 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 Anakin Skywalker trilogy had started or whatever, like what were they gonna do after the third movie? Because that would be it. That would be the last Star Wars ever, right? And um, the guy said, "I'm probably gonna go home and put dynamite up my ass because I don't know what I'm gonna do after this." Like he's like, "I don't know like what to wake up for in the morning after that because there will be no more Star Wars." But I think to to talk about what Nick was saying though, look at Rogue One. Like, people give Disney a lot of crap, but I think Rogue One was one of the best uh, non-Skywalker saga um, standalone movies ever. And I think that if they, you know, uh, do something like that, there is potential for some greatness from the mouse. But um, they have to look at that as a model and get away from the Skywalkers completely. I think for like just me, get, go the, old Republic. The, the main problem I have, yeah. So I think you've got two issues. One is chronology, and the other is mythology. Um, the only way mm-hmm. for me that they can develop things that have a lasting kind of, um, so like for me, the problem with Attack of the Clones was that it was really complicated, but it wasn't compelling. 
And what I'm looking for is something that is compelling, something that's a little simpler. And you can do that either with going way, 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 way back in time so that you still have the same ideas, like, you know, even before Knights of the Old Republic or whatever it is, do something Game of Thronesy that has this kind of development so that it's so early that it's not even a prequel. To, to me, that makes complete sense. I can't believe they haven't done that yet. Like, it's a shocking to me that they haven't milked that for all it's worth. Um, maybe they have big plans in the works for that. I don't know. So change the chronology. The other thing is, like, the problem then is if you change the mythology only. And that's a little bit what Rogue One did, although Rogue One walked the line, right? You sort of had those Jedi Fortress protectors in there just to give you a flavor of the Force and what that's, that looks like. But the minute you escape the Skywalker narrative, you also escape the mythology of the Force because who else is going to take you on that journey? And so what I have a problem with and what what is kind of on my mind when they do these shows like The Mandalorian or if they do any other series that are you know in the same timeline of Skywalker, what what's happening with the force like is it you know because if you if you take away skywalker how are you going to tell the story of how people are force sensitive and how this mythological aspect of star wars exists because if it doesn't exist then we're not doing star wars you know we're doing no, something go to the different. knights of the old republic have you ever played knights of the old republic well that's a role-playing game i'm saying that works online. Like that, to me that works that's what i'm saying i can't believe they haven't done that but but with the mandalorian you've got something set within the star wars universe but presumably there's not this emphasis on the force at all, right? And so when when is the Mandalorian set? That's a that's five a, years that's a key. before when is that set? Force Awakens, I think. Five years before Force Awakens. Or so that's maybe, actually I'm sorry, five years after the uh Death Star explodes, I think. Okay, five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, I like that. All right. Then they have a little bit of flexibility then to not like they can set up like the the burgeoning of the first order and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I'm encouraged by that, but, but the Skywalkers will be in existence at that point, you know, both Luke and Leia and the new Jedi order and whatever else that they might be going on. So they'll have to mention something at some point about that maybe. So I don't know, but yeah, to, to, to your point, um, when the ninth movie is over, the next series that comes out, the next movies have to just be set way in the in the past to like you said establish the mythology but i i'm not worried about like how we're going to learn about the force and jedis and things like that because it'll just be like established within that universe it'll be like a known thing and they don't have to worry about like spoon feeding the fans because unless you are like you know some isis weirdo in a cave you know about star wars I think they've been very intentionally quiet about the old Republic Republic era. So you notice like they almost, they like really won't say anything. You can't bait any of the creators, like mm-hmm. whether you're in book circles, like book writing circles or even filmmaking TV circles, you can't get them to say anything about it, which makes me think like they have some kind of gag order, which is a good sign. I think that means that they really are working on something and they can't tell you any single thing because it, it's under development and it could change. Um, as opposed to like they can tell you definitively that they're done making Skywalker movies, or at least they say. And I had a bet with one of my my podcast buddies that we'd never see Darth Vader again, and I think that you know that 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 would be a terrible thing to put into into a live action movie. And look at Rogue One, right? So you, we all loved it. Did you lose the bet? Oh hell yeah! So, that scene was I I I died. I died, and I came back. He'll to be life. back. I yeah. think he'll be back. Like you, you can't think Vader will be back? Of... Absolutely, they'll make some kind of tie-in 
to where he's there. Um, wow. Whether that is the Obi-Wan movie, or sorry, the Obi-Wan television show, mm. like he's just in, he's in the distance or something like that, or he's on a subplot. Like he's just too much of a moneymaker to not put him on screen. No, I agree. I read the Han Solo trilogy, and and there's a scene, there's a there's a, a, a what do you call it? A, I guess a scene in the book where um, Han is hiding in this closet, and um, Vader walks in, and he doesn't even know who Vader is or anything at that point. He just knows like he's a henchman or something like that. And um, just reading that, I remember thinking like, wow, just like he's he's in this scene and everything. And that's exactly the same way I felt in rogue one where he was like in that scene. And, and, but yeah, if, if I forgot about the Obi-Wan standalone, cause that's going to be, they have to bring up Vader in that they have to, cause he's a pivotal part of why Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. Like, you know, protecting Luke. So yeah, unless it's like before, He's hanging out with Qui-Gon Jinn, but that would be dumb because he's older now and everything. So they, they couldn't do that. That would just be stupid. Well, lots of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, stay tuned to Faking Star Wars as we discuss these incredible leaks uh, in the next few episodes. Faking Star Wars Listener Mail. All right, guys. Well, you know what that sound means. It is time for Listener Mail. Uh, thank goodness that all the time travel has not fried our um, email uh, server because we have been just getting deluged with stuff since the new Rise of Skywalker trailer came out. But um, we've got a question for us today from There Is Another, who is there underscore is another on Twitter, who asks, Why didn't Django's head fall out of his helmet when Boba picked it up and pressed his forehead to it in Attack of the Clones? Surface tension, all the blood. So you're saying that somehow uh, Jango Fett had magnetic blood or maybe he drank a lot of uh, copper-infused health beverages, possibly? Uh, I just wanted to make an insane clown posse joke. No, the answer is chin strap. Doi. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, There's that's another. a good answer. Yeah, because otherwise his helmet would be falling off every time he was, uh, you know, like polishing uh, his uh, his guns. I don't know. Here's another one from Lori Quick, a.k.a. Chief Palpatine's mistress, who is at unknown underscore regions on Twitter, who writes, Who would have been a better clone template than Jango Fett? He kind of sucked and got killed pretty quickly by Sam Jackson. Pick someone from Star Wars or an actor, actress who wasn't even in Star Wars. So like a better a better uh, precursor to Boba Fett? Well, I mean, if you're trying to make really good clones who fight really, really awesome, like Jango Fett himself didn't do very well against the Jedi. And if your whole purpose in making a clone army is to up, you know, cause upheaval on the Jedi. And I was going to say, a lot of people would probably say the rock, but I would actually go a little uh, smaller than that. I would go Hmm. Chris Hemsworth, Thor. How about you, Nick from star Wars? Who would you clone? Um, man, Mace Windu. I want to see more Mace. Just steal a lock of his hair if you're Sheev and uh, clone him, right? No. No hair. If if Sheev Palpatine <laughs> has this elaborate scheme to destroy the whole universe and whatever and take control of it, clone yourself. Like, doesn't that seem to be, like, the most elementary thing that he would do? He's super, super, super strong in the Force. He can, like, kick everyone's butt. No, 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 no. He doesn't want to clone. Think about it. He there, There's only ever supposed to be two Sith, 
And what does the Sith always do? The apprentice always tries to kill the master. Can you imagine, like, uh, an army of two Palpatines? Yes, I can, and I'm hoping it's the rise of Skywalker. They would all kill him. They'd all just be, like, killing each other. Oh, God. Uh, I hope he's not a clone. I hate clones. Or I hate clone them. Vader I hate or somebody, so no? Ugh. No, cloning... Sheev with three E's. <laughs> yeah. Sheev. <laughs> Holy Sheev. <laughs> So thanks a lot for your mail out there in Faker Nation, and we'll be back back soon. So one of the awesome things, guys, is that we've gotten a few reviews recently on the podcast, and I'd just like to read one for you that comes to us from uh, none other than uh, Felix Crunch, uh, who's on Podchaser. If you're not on Podchaser, get on there. We're using that, and it's been uh, really fun the last few weeks. Um, and so Felix Crunch writes about the podcast, I have a review for you on Faking Star Wars Radio. I give it five star bracket war brackets. So there you go. A little pun from Felix Crunch. Thanks a lot out there, Felix. We really appreciate it. Um, so I guess he gave us five stars. And from Carlito Caribbean Cool, he writes, Very, very funny. Excellent. This podcast is perfect for any Star Wars fan. I guess we're failing miserably, guys, because I'm trying to make it as offensive as possible. So if you could write in and let me know what I need to do to keep that going, I would appreciate it. I hear Benioff and Weiss. There you are go. Available. Yeah, since they've uh, they've quit, um, I guess they they probably didn't get paid enough money, huh, Nick? Yeah, I think they're still drunk from Game of Thrones money, and they're like, "Oh, Netflix, that seems more yeah, fun. We'll not? go with that." I mean, with the money there, they can buy their their own uh, island in in the sky, probably. So. Well, guys, it's been a great episode. That's about all for this week. Um, hey, uh, Teeb, tell the listeners where they can find us. Uh, well, um, I'm not really sure, but I think they can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. That's right. Wars. And if you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSW Radio and we'll read it next week. You can also get amazing official Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other gear at bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash fswmerch, bit.ly slash fswmerch. And if you like, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. Teeb, where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tbrontor, that's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R, until Twitter suspends me permanently. And you can also follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And Nick, we've been blessed to have you with us. Tell us, uh, tell your fans, tell the fans a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you. Yeah, so I am the co-host of Star Wars Loose Cannon. Um, if you haven't checked us out before, we consider ourselves the sister podcast uh, to Faking Star Wars Radio, um, where we just kind of we, we riff on one specific nitpicky thing per episode. We don't do Star Wars news because everyone else does it better than we do. We just uh, take what we can learn on wikipedia for three days and then make fun of it and that's the, that's the episode we also make very inappropriate jokes and um we will never be featured by disney in any way so just think about that you have a warm home here in our basement you can find us um obviously in anywhere you can find uh fine podcasts but specifically apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify google podcasts all of those uh, but you can find me on Twitter mostly at Star Wars LC, uh, and I'm Nick Oswald. You can also follow me at Nick underscore Oswald. I don't know why you'd want to do that though. 
All right, and if you'd like to support us and you like what you hear, please go on our Patreon at patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. You not only support us financially to make the content that you love, but you'll also get a reward. Um, you can uh, you can be like Darth Taxis, who joined at the Fake Jedi Knight tier. And uh, hey, team, we got another member of our Patreon. Yeah, we do. It's, it's, it's still Keith Harmon. Is he still kicking? Is he still with us? From... We haven't alienated him yet, thank God. Although I have tried very hard. Yeah. In any case. Um, so write us a review on your podcast platform of choice, and we'll read it next episode. I particularly like uh, like reviews that make fun of me and my masculinity, so that will definitely get a read. Um, and please always stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for daily quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Thanks to all of you for following and listening. May the foe be with you. I have. I, I gotta say though, I don't think you're like our sister podcast. I think you're more like our hot stepsister podcast. Like it's oh, like, you know, yeah. like I sh- yeah. we shouldn't touch, but we like to look. Yeah. You're sort of like if faking Star Wars had a mother who birthed us through an immaculate conception, and then that mother got sold out of slavery and then married and had like a stepson. That's kind of who you'd be. I get the step thing because it's not like we grew up <laughs> together, but we've been grafted together. You know. There you go. Yeah. We've been forced together for the convenience of the plot. Force. Yeah, nice. (laughs) That's the great stuff you get at FSW.